today, when praying about, okay, God, what do you want to do? Because we've started very much the theology of the prophetic and we've worked more into the practicalities of the prophetic. I felt today God was wanting us to almost straddle the line between the two. And in the middle of the practical, I feel it was just speaking something very special about our identities and wanted to us to remember something about our identities as we step out in the practicalities of the prophetic. And I've actually found this one quite a hard one to prepare because I felt the Lord say, there's, there's the word. And I was just like, it's like so obvious. Okay. It's one of those ones where I feel like I'm saying, guys, by the way, the sky is blue. But within all of that, you know, as I went into it, I, it's not new. It's the same stuff. But what I believe wants us to do is pick up this thing, which will seem quite normal, but actually look at it from a different angle. You know, sometimes you see the, you see the thing that you've seen every single day on the way to work and you see it from a different angle and it looks completely different. See it with this mindset of the prophetic. Also, then in the second half of the sermon, I am going to go into a bit more something particularly kind of practical about how we receive from other people the prophetic. So the title today and the core of it really is the priesthood and the prophetic. For some of us, I think this is going to be the key to unlocking a deeper place in the prophetic. For some of us, it may be the key to even getting started in, in the prophetic itself. If you've been around church for quite a long time, you'll have heard this phrase, the priesthood of all believers. You know, priesthood of all believers. Sometimes it can kind of get banded around about. That's kind of the core of what this message is going to be centered on today. How does me knowing I'm of part of this priesthood actually transform my life or our lives in the here and now? Reorientate our, our whole lives how does this new identity that we've walked in give us a whole new way to live? Not just a theological concept that we say, hey, part of the priesthood of all believers, high five, you know? And it's like, great, we'll crack on as normal. How's it change everything? See, I've been around church for a long time. If you have, you'll have heard it being one of those things that said, but then actually if someone says, okay, but how does that completely revolutionize your life? How does it transform tomorrow? You know? There's the deep spiritual things, the theological things, but how does that actually impact your life? It could stamp us. But God doesn't do stuff that is just without any kind of purpose. Right? He doesn't do stuff for just having some good spiritual catchphrases. It says in his word that we're now priests, that we, are, that we are the priesthood of all believers, that we're this royal priesthood. He says it in his word because it's true, but true in this world-changing, real, raw, reality-shifting kind of way. The Bible, in many, many different parts, it speaks a lot about our identity in Christ, who we've become. That One thing it says is we were once in the dominion of darkness, and now we've been brought into the kingdom of the beloved son. Peter, also writing about our identity as believers, he says this in 1 Peter 2.9, he says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. 
our identity from that moment from before you were a believer in Jesus to now is not just that you come to church on a Sunday or you know that you kind of now you get to call yourself a Christian everything has changed everything has changed and we'd be completely crazy to think that our lives should look the same not just morally but the way that we can walk out our lives our access our access the opportunity we have would be the same as one who is called not a royal priest and one who is one who is part of this holy nation and one who isn't so how does us being part of this priesthood that we've been brought into because actually the, the priesthood it touches on many, many different areas. But today, because we're in the prophetic, we're going to focus on the prophetic. How does being in the priesthood actually have any bearing or link whatsoever to the prophetic? Because someone could have preached on the priesthood of all believers and come from a very different, very different angle, which is also correct because it's a very broad topic. But how does it impact the prophetic? The prophetic, as a reminder for you guys, is that hearing the voice of God, hearing the heart of God, hearing what is on God's heart for a person, a place, or a situation in that moment. In the Old Testament, we didn't have direct access to God, or majority of people didn't have a direct access to God. There were the prophets, weren't there? There were these intermediaries between God and the people. And actually, even in recent church history, the way a lot of church history went, that the priest was the guy that you go to, this kind of intermediary, this, this link that you'd, you'd go to to get absolution, finding forgiveness of sins from God, that you'd have to go to them. People were never taught that they could actually approach God themselves based on what Christ did. It's crazy. If, if you know much about church history, that's what Martin Luther was fighting for. That, he, that, that whole Reformation movement that they were fighting for that all people are justified by their own faith before God. That it wasn't the faith of anybody else or some mediator like the high priest in the Old Testament where the high priest is going in before the ark, where it's now between you and God, that in Christ, through the Holy Spirit, you have this direct line to the very heart of God that you can look right into the face of God, that you can come right into his presence. That means we are now our own priesthood. That's amazing. It's, we've heard it so much, it can seem so mundane. But we are now our own priesthood. You are priests. You don't need someone else to go into the presence of God for you. You can go into the presence of God yourself. You can be there testing everything, engaging with God over everything. And that's really the heart of where we're camping today. See, the Holy Spirit dwells in you and you, you speak to him. You have the opportunity to have that relationship with him. And so whilst we live in this prophetic community where we are interdependent to each other, we sh it's not just there's one person who just prophesies or we don't speak to anybody and we just prophesy for ourselves. We, are, we have this interdependent thing regarding the gifts Ultimately, you don't need anyone else. You don't need anyone else to speak to God for you. Jesus said about the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit is our guide, that he's our teacher. And then with, specifically with the prophetic, that he helps us 
test the prophetic words that we get. When we, when we get a prophetic word that the Spirit and us, we can test the word. That it's through him that we even hear the words of God. That we're a priest coming into the very presence of the Lord. If you're here today and you believe that you're justified by faith, which hopefully you guys do, unless you're visiting and you don't call Jesus your Lord, and then let's have a conversation about that. But if you've been coming here for a number for a long time, hopefully, you know, you do think that, otherwise I've messed up somewhere along the line. That you are your own priest. Christ is your Lord, then you are your own priest. You have a very special relationship with the Holy Spirit. And it may seem particularly obvious, right? so obvious, because it is. It's no secret revelation. It's not the kind of thing that if I stop there, you guys say, wow, that was, that was special. You know, it's like, it's like we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Thanks for that, James. I'm pleased I got out of bed this morning, you know. But, you know, today isn't about knowing something new. And so often we look to know something, grow our understanding of something. Today isn't about knowing something new. Although for some of you here or listening on the podcast, that may be something completely new. But today isn't knowing about something new. It's about 100% full-on, all-out, living in what we know, what we know to be true. Because sometimes what we know and the way that we live doesn't line up. And so as we walk out in this, the practice and the practicalities of the prophetic, we have to make sure these things line up. So we are no longer the people we once were. Everything's changed. Everything's changed. You didn't just happen to find religion. Everything has changed. You're a follower of Jesus. If you are a follower of Jesus, You've got the access card. You've got the opportunity. You've got the keys to the kingdom. You can go right into the very presence of God. Everything about your identity has completely changed. You're the same person as you've always been, but everything about you is completely different. And so everything about those access, or the access, the opportunity, what we can expect, how we can live, that's changed with it as well. That's why it's crazy to live as we used to. Let me tell you a story. It's not a true story. But it's an analogy. Like if Meghan Markle, okay, 20 years ago was asked by one of her friends, hey, Meghan, could you go and speak to the Queen of England for me about this? And she, she would say, that's ridiculous. I'm 13 years old. That's ridiculous. You know, how on earth would I be able to speak to the Queen of England? But then if that same friend today went to her and said, hey, Meghan, do you think you could speak to the Queen of England about this thing. And she was to say, that's completely ridiculous. How on earth do you think I'd be able to speak to the Queen of England? They would probably say, you've just given birth to her great-grandson. I'm sure you can speak to her at some point, right? I know you're all busy. The thing is, though, she's the same person. She's the same person as she's always been, but her identity has completely changed. She's still Megan but she's also now part of the royal family. You are now a priest, part of a royal priesthood, direct access with a very special relationship with God Almighty. You have a very special relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's just so incredible when you think of actually what we've been brought into, that those kind of, call them like truisms, just things that we kind of just say, you know, that, oh, you're part of a royal priesthood. What does that mean? 
How does that radically transform the very foundations of how we get up in the morning, how we live our lives? He's going to speak to you. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. He will train you. Your prophetic journey, okay, when we, because we've been speaking a lot about this prophetic journey, our prophetic journey isn't about getting to Him. It's not about getting to Him or being good enough for Him. You're already with Him, He's already in you. You have access. You are the priest. It's a dramatic shift. Question for yourself Do you believe He will speak to you? Do you believe he will train you? Do you believe he will teach you? Do you believe he will lead you in the prophetic? Do you believe that, that the Holy Spirit is there, that you have access to him, free access, that he dwells in, that he dwells in you, that you commune with him, that you have relationship with him, and it's not just there to feel like tingly, but so that he would teach you, train you, lead you into this greater life under hearing the voice of God. Do you believe that? If we don't believe that, then we're not going to have training conversations with him. We're not going to have conversations where we're even thinking, Lord, I need you to teach me this thing. I need you to grow me in this area. I need you to give me an opportunity to step out in this particular area of the prophetic because I'm feeling that you're calling me in this. Lord, would you train me and grow me in, in this particular thing? If we believe it, let's be consistent and ask for it. We need to live as part of the priesthood with this full unrestricted access to God, walking just in the fullness of the prophetic that's there. And as we do, we grow. It's not like some magic thing that, boom, suddenly happens and, you know, prophecies everywhere. It's the thing that we grow in with him. As we've said time after time, I think it's said nearly every single one of these prophetic sermons that the prophetic is all about relationship it's all about relationship something that's so key in relationship is that we have a conversation relationships break down when people don't speak to each other you and the holy spirit god almighty walking together speaking together not in a kind of i'm going to treat you like a genie god and then i just kind of but it's awesome she get more than three wishes you know that like this and I'll check back in later you know sure he's there to bless us sure sure we can ask him bring our requests to him yeah but life's so much more than that we can actually have a relationship where we walk with him where we speak to him where we ask him to do more than just give us stuff but actually train us and grow us and listen to him in 1 John 2.20 I'm going to read 2.20 and verse 27 as well and it says this but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. Verse 27, as for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you. We're anointed with the Spirit, we're filled with the Spirit, and you do not need anyone to teach you. So I'll go. But you don't need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you, about all things and as that anointing is real not counterfeit just as it has taught you remain in him it's amazing it's amazing verse 20 that that verse for anointing we we see it come up at other times where priests are anointed and filled with the spirit we're priests anointed with the holy spirit verse 27 there it's an awesome verse 
It's this anointing, this filling of the Holy Spirit, this receiving the Spirit, having this relationship with God where he abides with us, that in him he will lead us and direct us into all different things, grow us in all different areas, lead us into all truth. What does it mean then? What does it mean, especially with regard to prophetic? It means that, the, that because of our relationship with the Holy Spirit, each and every single one of us has an ability and also the responsibility to actively engage in what God's saying to us at that moment. Don't just think, oh, I'm just on the toilet at the moment, so you know that's probably not God. He doesn't speak on the toilet. He does. It leads us into a place where life doesn't just happen to us, but where we are actively engaged, not just reacting to things, but actively engaged with God, saying, God, okay, where are we going with this? Where alongside the Holy Spirit, we are ruling. When there's not just some prophetic person who's just saying, this is it, do this with your life. But actually we're ruling and governing and we, we can test. Someone may give us a word and that's awesome. But in that, it's not just, just accept it for what it is. We have this ability now. Everyone is filled with the Spirit, so we take that to the Lord. Where's he leading us? It means in the prophetic that we are watchmen over our prophetic journey. It's not my job to be, my job is to try and help equip you guys to be watchmen over your prophetic journeys, not to be a watchman over your prophetic journey. Same for someone who's like a full-blown prophet. It means that we are watchmen over our own prophetic journeys. You don't need someone else to tell you, this is right, this is wrong. You're a priest. Now, it may be someone who's got so much credibility that it's like, okay, actually, I think I really need to listen to what this guy is saying. But you see, you are capable because of this new identity that's been given to you. It's part of the royal priesthood. Sometimes when prophesying, people do get things wrong. People do get things wrong. Amazing for the New Testament, we don't have to cut their heads off now. I've said before, anyone fancy sharing a word? If they do, it's okay. As you go on that journey as well, that you're probably going to get stuff wrong. We encourage each other. Well done for mm -hmm. taking the risk. You don't also need to take on board what, what every single person says. If they share something which completely contradicts what God is saying to you, and you're like, that just, just seems mental. That doesn't sit right. We'll go into a little bit more of this later on. You know, forgive and move on. You may also receive a great word that's like, whoo, that's all I needed to hear, okay? There's like a million on the deposit for the house or something like that. Test it. It's important that we don't just jump on that. We test it, but also, more than that, it's not just like, whoa, yeah, that's great, thanks, and ignore it, leave it to the side, but that we actually steward it, because now we're in this place where we have this authority and standing to help that take root in our lives, where we take the word and meditate on it and pray about it and engage with the Holy Spirit over it. It's not just God telling someone else about what he's going to do and we're just like, okay, well, I'll just crack on with life until that happens. We get to go back and engage with God say, wow, that word's amazing, God. Tell me more. Explain more to me about that. So we aren't sideline spectators anymore. 
who kind of get caught up in something spiritual and a bunch of spiritual people kind of do it to us and we turn up on a Sunday and have spiritual done on us. That's not it. Everything is spiritual. Our whole work, walk is very practical and very spiritual. That we walk day in, day out as priests, as royal priesthood, filled with the Holy Spirit. It's us. It's who we are. This royal priesthood, each of us, who in the Holy Spirit are living life day in, day out, from the presence of God. And I'm sharing this today, guys, because either on the audio, maybe there's some of you guys here as well, and maybe this resonates with some people. There are some folks who are trying to get to a place. Move yourself spiritually to a place. Get spiritual enough. Be holy enough. But you need to know the way you need to be. You're already there. See, our prophetic journey, journey in the prophetic, isn't about spiritually getting somewhere else, spiritually becoming more holy. It's about fully seeing and fully living from where we are and who we are. It's the place that Christ has brought us to. Sure, there may be things in our habits that we need to change, but who you are, Christ has brought, brought you to that place. We need to live as the people that we've been born again to be. We don't need to change our positions, but we may need to change our perspectives, the way we're looking at things. We don't need to change our positioning, but we may need to change our perspectives. Some of you guys, maybe there's that struggle in the prophetic because the belief is that you, but when I say you, I mean your identity, needs to change before putting the practicalities that we've spoken about the last two weeks into place. Like, you know, I think maybe I need to read the Bible for five hours a day and I'll spend five hours in meditation. I'll lose my job, but that's fine. And then, and then I'll be in a good enough place spiritually with God and who I am to be able to engage in the prophetic. Or before the practicalities, even if I did them, would be effective. But it's not the case. It's not the case. Sometimes a bad way, a, a wrong way of doing it is putting the practicalities in place in an attempt to get to that place of feel, well, okay, well, if I do this stuff, if I step out in this stuff, I know it's not going to work. But if I step out in this stuff and just start saying stuff to people, God will see that. And in that kind of effort, God's going to God's gonna say, oh, okay, that's enough effort for you now. Then boom, there you go. You have the gift. No. no. The change that is needed is putting practicalities in place. We've got to do that. It's taking, it's taking risks, and it's awesome if you guys are doing that. If you guys are doing that, great. The thing, and this is the core of today, just to always remind yourself about, is that you've already arrived where you need to be to live in that place. You've already arrived. Christ qualifies you. It's an identity that that you could never earn by yourself. How do we get here? How do we get to this place with all blessing? How do we get to the place where we're now called priests, where we're now called a holy nation, where we're now called God's special possession? How do we get there? Jesus, the cross, the resurrection. It's our salvation. That Christ came and he paid the price for our sin on a cross that we in him could receive his righteousness. It's in Christ that we're saved. It's in Christ that we're made holy and righteous. It's in Christ that we're seated in heavenly places. It's because of Christ 
that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit, that he sent the Holy Spirit to us. He has made us into this royal priesthood. He's given us this new identity in him, not on what you can do, but on what he's done. He went to extraordinary lengths to rescue us and to bring us into a place where he could speak to us, where we could receive the Holy Spirit and operate in the gifts. He's not looking for a second-hand relationship through somebody else. He's not looking at it like that. We don't need anymore to jump through a bunch of religious hoops, laws, okay? We don't need to jump through all these hoops to be acceptable before him, to be good enough for him, to go to a deeper place of relationship with him. No, we don't need to do that. He didn't bring you part of the way and just kind of, you find your own way for the rest of the way. I'll see you there. He didn't do that. He brought you the whole way. You're not just... Maybe you're a royal priesthood. You are a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You've arrived. We're there. You don't need to get yourself into a more spiritual place. And the truth is, you never could even if you tried. The more you try, the further away you walk from the place that Christ brought you to and offers to us. When God transferred us from the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of his son, when that happened, he didn't leave you immigration didn't leave you at the border. He brought you right the way in. When God declared in his word that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, there's no mistake in that. You are. You can't, you can't get any more blameless before God. You can't, you, you can't get any more acceptable. When it's declared that you're a royal priesthood, you're this holy nation, that also, I say this quite a lot, it's not a metaphor. It's not a picture to paint something of kind of something else. It's true. It just is. You are a royal priesthood. Where you are and who you are, if you're in Christ, doesn't need to change. What you do may need to change. What you do may need to change. Our habits, our choices, how we spend our time, how we steward the gifts that we've been given. We spoke about that last week, stewarding the prophetic. That may need to change. But who you are and where you are can't get any better. You are where Christ has brought you. You can't improve on that. We have been brought into a place of blessing, of abundance, of opportunity, of access. We've been offered the gift of the Spirit. All the gifts. We've got the Holy Spirit, but then through him, all the gifts of the Spirit. We're told, eagerly desire them, pursue them, work on them, fan into flame the gift that's within you, engage with them. We're never taught that we have to earn them. See, sometimes we can mistake the absence or the ineffectiveness of the gifts in our lives as an identity problem. We aren't seeing something because of who we are, because of some sin we did or some rubbish from the past that we've got because we're not spiritual enough, we're not in that right place. But Christ dealt with it all. The reality is, it's a practice problem, not an identity problem. Remember last week I shared with you, having these two prophetic words for folk, I shared that in the sermon, and it was just this wild week where I was finding time, challenging myself, trying to share with people. This week, it's it's been a crazy week, it's been quite a challenging week in different ways, and my time has just really run away from me. And 
I haven't given the time that I was saying, right? So I'm just being open with you and honest because I know we're all on this journey of the prophetic together. I didn't give time to step out, take risks, and hear God's heart for people. And guess what? Nothing happened. No one received a prophetic word from God this week from me. Last week, two people did. Were there people that maybe God wanted to speak to this week that I came in contact with, but I was just too busy or I was just going too, too fast? Maybe. I haven't seen anything. It's in the practice. See, we don't earn, and you've got to know this, we don't earn the gifts through our practice of taking risks. God doesn't suddenly say, there you go, you can now have it because you tried hard enough to get it. It's a free gift. It's a gift of grace, isn't it? It's given to us like that. God can't make you more, and I think some folks need to hear that, God can't make you any more ready, any more able or acceptable to move in the gifts of the Spirit. You know, He's brought you the whole way. All we've got to do now is fan it into flame, receive, eagerly desire the gifts, pursue the gifts, walk in that. The change that's needed is for us to practice. So I feel today, whether you're listening or, or you're here, and if, if you find that's a challenge, if there's this internal dialogue of this, I've loved the series, I find it really exciting, this thought of the prophetic, but actually I can't because I'm not good enough. I can't because of some stuff in my past. I can't because, you know, I'm a bit, I, I'm, I, I, I'm not in the right, I'm not in the right place. I need to get more spiritual. But God would say, you are. I made you good enough. You're a priest. You can walk in that. What I want to do now, just for the back end of the sermon, is pivot slightly and go into something that is actually quite practical, which is how to receive a prophetic word from someone else. Now, for the most part, we just kind of listen and say thank you, right? Okay, we've touched on some of the bits in, uh, in, la in last week's. As we practice and we grow, when we give a prophetic word to people, it's not always going to be right. And when they give words to us, it's not always going to be right. So we need to grow in our ability to hear God and share that. But also, part of this stewarding as well as actually how we hear from somebody else, because we're all on this journey together. Are we engaged receivers of prophecy? Or do we just stand there like a pillar? They say it, say thanks, and then, yeah, thanks, you know, and then crack on. So just some thoughts and ideas for next time someone begins giving you, you guys a word. Here are some principles. One, be truthful in your feedback. Give, give them feedback. There's no need to lie to the person to make them feel better, okay? No need to lie to them. If it's not right, then... Because if it's a word of knowledge and they saying to me, I feel your name's Susan, I'd be like, sorry, mate, my name's not Susan, it's James. You know, it's like, it's fine, you know, say it is in love. If it's a picture, sometimes pictures are a bit kind of abstract and obscure, aren't they? Maybe they share a picture and it's just like, so that doesn't resonate with me at all. You know, like a unicorn dancing on top of the world. I mean, at the moment, that's not connecting with me, but... Let me hold that. Let me pray about it. You know, take it seriously enough to pray about it and hold it and, you know, get back to them. Give them feedback if, some, if that actually impacts later on. You know, you may, just this hypothetical, you, you may, that's completely weird. 
okay, a unicorn on the world? And you go into a house that afternoon that you're looking at potentially buying, and there on the wall is a picture of a unicorn dancing on top of the world. You're like, this is weird, okay? <laughs> Tell the person though, because that's such a faith booster. Such a faith booster. Such a, I'm not sure if you should or shouldn't buy that house, but that's such a faith booster. Mm -hmm. Listen carefully as well. Don't get your phone out whilst they're speaking to you or like, look, kind of look off out the window. Listen carefully. Listen carefully in your spirit as well. Are there parallels to other stuff that's been going on in your prophetic life, prophetic journey? Is there stuff you're like, okay, yeah, actually, I see that. It, in, engage, in, really engage, because sometimes what's on the cover of it, like the thing that's said, may be so that disconnected. And they, unless they're getting a revelation from God, it's really, which hopefully that they do when they when they give a uh, interpretation. They may just have the picture and say, look, I'm getting this picture, but I have no idea what the revelation is. Jess and I, when we came here, we, um, a story about one of the prophetic words we had that really confirmed about coming out to Asia, and we were talking about China, Hong Kong, and um, one of the words that we had was, this guy said, I see a Christmas tree. Okay, that's not the obvious start with a prophetic word to lead you to Hong Kong, right? I see a Christmas tree, and on top of the Christmas tree is a star. And I'm just reading, I see the star, and around the star, there are another four stars. And he says, I have no idea what that means. But to Jess and I, immediately just spoke completely about the Chinese flag, right? The star, mm, Christmas, everything's red. So it was just like, wow, God, you spoke to us. But probably if we're like, no idea about Christmas, God, what are you talking about? So engage, like, listen, really listen in. Also, don't make it difficult for them. If their words to you are landing, you don't have to like fake this, but like if their words to you are landing and you're like, wow, this is, the, this is incredible revelation. This is amazing. You know, don't sit there like, is that right? Oh, spot on. You know, you're just completely, you know, it's like, like uh, that, yeah, no, that's good. Like you're on the right track. You're hearing God right. Yeah, that's good. I, I remember... Um, I remember listening to a podcast, I think it was a podcast or reading a book, and it was a story of this kind of thing. The person just hadn't listened carefully. They got a word of knowledge about the person's name and said, I'll use my name. Does the name James mean anything to you? And they were like, no, no. And the kid was like, dad, that's your name. And so it's like sometimes you just be so like disconnected that even the most obvious thing you don't get. So. Lit, like actually really engage when someone's speaking. Consider who's saying it as well. Who's it saying it? Is, is this someone actually with a, like some people, okay, that it's like, okay, and you, you, you're, you're really, you're, you're taking it and then you're, you're really weighing it. Some people, they've got this incredible track record in the prophetic. So even if it's very challenging, you may be weighing it in a slightly different way. And this part is where this whole thing where you as a priest comes into the prophetic, that you've got this one-on-one -on -one relationship with God, that you don't need to just take whatever the, like, the prophet says at face value. You take it with the Holy Spirit, sit with him, engage with him. Remember we spoke last week about listening prayer and to take time with that word and listen to it and ruminate on it. God, what is he saying to you about it? Then also, as it's being delivered, record the word. We chatted about that last week. Record the word. Record it. Audio record it. Write it down as, the, as they're saying it. However, however works best for you. Record it. 
and then organize it and keep it in a keep it in a place that you can go back to ask questions of, about it as they're as they're prophesying it's okay if you're like i'm not sure on too much stuff or if it's beginning to speak to you about certain areas ask some questions because they're in that space where they're hearing god and also that will stretch them that will help them grow that will, that will really help them grow so it's about you you kind of become an active hearer where you're engaging with god and with them all at the same time hey what's god saying to you about is that do you, are you seeing anything on this area and then also if someone gives you a word follow up a bit like the unicorn picture in the house thing follow up the word tell them if there and then if it speaks to you but you know if it's a word about further down the line it's a foretelling word then get that like get their number or something there's such honor and accountability in that to go back to them and say hey that word you gave me this has just happened and it's exactly like you it's exactly like you said i've got there's a few words i've got like out there one in particular or things out there which i'm like desperate to know what happened i don't know how to contact the person but i'm like wish they'd contact me but they don't have my number either so i have to forgive them celebrate and be grateful celebrate and be grateful whatever the outcome of that prophecy if even if it's like spot on or completely you think ah, you know i'm not sure if that landed just be grateful and celebrate the risk that 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 person took encourage them because next time what they say maybe maybe they're 50 percent right next time maybe maybe 80% right and it's not for you it's for someone else and it will change someone else's life but if they're too scared to take risks because they've been hammered or just shut down at some point then maybe that life won't get changed so celebrate celebrate that together encourage them step by step and then if it resonates and it seems to connect and you're like Whoo, this is this is a great word you know I, like, I received that word still test the prophecy test it in first thessalonians 5 19 21 says do not quench the spirit do not treat prophecy with contempt but test them all hold on to what is good don't treat prophecy with contempt like just it's just i'm just saying some stuff because they're just saying some stuff you know it's words from the very heart of god but also we test them testing prophecy it's biblical it's biblical to test prophecy and it should be a process as well that brings life brings life into us as this prophetic community it brings accountability and health into us that testing is never this thing of um, judgment or rubbishing someone and making them feel bad because they got it wrong ever never it's to keep everyone focused on God and loving each other enough and taking prophecy seriously enough do we take prophecy seriously enough? This is with the voice pieces, sorry, the mouthpieces of God's voice into the world. Take prophecy seriously enough to really get out what God is saying. What is he saying? See, we're more interested in being led by God, aren't we? We are more interested in being led by God, being led by the prophetic word into our lives than just having that experience of him speak. If for us just having the experience of him speak to us is more important than being led, then we're just gonna be like, wow, that was a great word, forget about it and move on until we look for the next like spiritual kick. You know, the, wow, that was amazing, that really spoke, forget about it. Yeah. But actually, if we're interested in being led, 
If we're interested in our lives being shaped by what he has to say to us, we record it, we write it down, we engage with it. We worked it, we work together and build up each other and encourage each other because we want the voice of God to be the loudest thing in this place. It may be that the word or picture was spot on, but the interpretation was actually a little bit off where actually there needs to be more clarity where you're like where you then as you're testing it and you're sitting in that place hearing god you actually get a much fuller more rounded picture of what's going on so how do we test a word from god first off you've recorded it right you've already recorded it so then that's good you make sure you've recorded it then you can listen to it reread it how does it sit in your spirit you can engage with the holy spirit over it what is your gut telling you about it gut feelings are pretty important what is what is your gut telling you then number two test the word against scripture test the word against scripture does it does the word lead you towards jesus does the word line up with what scripture says or is it completely nuts is it like hey you know i don't know you should you should go and start you should go and start this gambling ring and leave your wife or something like that you know no probably not god all right something just something crazy that doesn't line up with scripture <laughs> bring the word before trusted peers and friends to test as well and it's not opening it to everyone but who can you bring it forward to to test to share with you not for them just to like hear it and just get their opinion on it but for them to sit and spend time and meditate and and engage with God to hear what that what's going on in that word and then also then also test the word against who you are test the word against who you are when you're getting words remember last week one of the things we'd spoken about was going back and writing your prophetic history the story of your life and the prophetic moments through and also your prophetic future in a sense like what you're really hearing the words you've got for your future where god's leading you what he's speaking to you about for the next season does this does this new word that you've received does it line up with that or is it completely nuts so you called hong kong and were working in this particular sector and then suddenly suddenly you've got a word to like move to the other side of the world work in a completely different sector and i don't know you're going to live in a boat and like it's just kind of is it like so far away i mean weigh the thing but that's also a good way of testing it is it just so completely not in line with everything that your life has been to that point does it line up as we engage with prophecy in this way where we take it seriously as this prophetic community communicating with god we're gonna we're gonna grow we're gonna grow so we're listening to him together and we're going on this journey together whether the words are right or they're wrong we're gonna, we'll grow in clarity in how we hear we're going to grow in understanding and in this life live just communing with and hearing god it's one of the many multifaceted ways we can begin engaging with prophecy as a priest, actually testing the stuff, receiving well, and then testing it. Right? In the Old Testament, I couldn't test it. Right? The prophet said something, the prophet said something, they pretty much had to do it. Living this life as a hearer of the Spirit of God. It's this place where the deeply spiritual and the deeply practical come together. See, it's about walking out in practice, but also knowing our real deep identity.
So guys, I wanna, yeah, I wanna wrap up here and kind of take away, take away from that the practical lesson in that of receive, how to receive words, weighing words, things like that. Use it as a tool to engage in the prophetic. It's a great starting point to engage in the prophetic because you're not even giving it, you're receiving it. Engage with God in your whole prophetic journey individually and together. And if you're here today and you've been struggling with the practical side of the prophetic, have you been struggling with that? And if you've been struggling with it because you don't feel that you're in the right place spiritually, that is the core thing that God wanted to deal with today. Great if you got stuff from around it, but that's the core thing. Are you, do you feel that you are stuck in this prophetic walk and walking out the prophetic because you just don't feel good enough you don't feel holy enough that's what he wants to deal with today all about that see we all need to receive and step deeper into the acceptability that we've been given our worthiness our right to move in the gifts knowing that they're gifts given by grace the enemy he is always going to try and get you to link your christian performance <laughs> and your identity together and then make that identity that you've kind of earned the place that the blessing flows out of the place that the prophetic flows out of i.e a place that's completely dependent on you and the thing is whilst our identity who we are does qualify you for moving in the prophetic it is an identity completely given by grace completely given by christ to you god's heart for today is that as we go on this journey, we would turn a corner and lay down any feeling or heart belief that we're not good enough, that we're not spiritual enough, that we're not in the right place to hear the voice of God. That we pick up and fully put on you know, that code of righteousness, this identity that you were given by grace. And when we're in that place, we can focus on living out this new, this new life, the life that comes from that identity has given us and nothing else. I want, as we just have this response time, to just ask if there's anybody here or anybody listening on the podcast who, and you're here today and you, you don't know Jesus. Jesus isn't your Lord. You haven't given your life to him, but you want to start that journey with him. You want to receive him. You want to receive his forgiveness. You want to give him your life today. Just pray this with me. Jesus, thank you for making me your treasure. Thank you for paying the price for my sin, which I could never pay. I ask for forgiveness today for all my sin. I receive your righteousness and I thank you thank you for saving me I give you my life today and make a decision to follow you from this day forward amen if that was you come and chat to me at the end or if you're listening on the podcast send us a send us a message Send us a message on the, on the website and we'd love to hear from you. If, you're been, if you've been held back 
in pursuing the prophetic because of this identity issue where you haven't felt holy enough or in the right place spiritually, I just want to encourage you, see who you are. See that it's not where you've brought yourself, but where he has brought you and change your thinking about that now. Another word for change your thinking is repent. Change your thinking over that whole thing now. You are good enough. He made you so. So just take time to speak that truth over you and engage with God and make decisions and ask for opportunities today with the Holy Spirit that as you step out in, in the week, he'll move in the prophetic in a new way, that he'll give you, that he'll speak to you about people, even in the most unlikely of places.